Welcome to EdTech Adventures. Join us as we explore the role of technology, STEM, and creative play in education. With expert guests, we'll discover how learning is always an adventure. What passions drive your students? Do they want to be athletes or artists? Do they want to be TikTok stars? Do they want to invent the next iPhone or space rocket? Today, our guest, Nick Gross, shares how we can tap into student passions to encourage self-discovery and improve the education experience. Nick Gross is the founder and chairman of Gross Labs, a multidimensional entertainment and media holding company, and the active CEO of Find Your Grind, a Gen Z-focused learning and self-discovery platform. In 2019, Find Your Grind started hosting nationwide speaking tours in high schools and major college campuses with partners that include Amazon, TikTok, Twitch, and so much more. Most recently, Nick partnered with Tiger Woods to rebuild after-school facilities in South California that also use the Find Your Grind curriculum. Thanks so much for joining our podcast, Nick. Couldn't be more excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, let's start at the beginning of your journey. Could you describe a memorable education experience that you've had as a student? This is a very interesting question to me. I would say the most memorable education experience for me that I had was probably my journey out of education and the reason why I decided to do that. I was really lucky early on to discover a passion and a talent through the drums and through music and signed my first record deal as a senior in high school with Sony Epic Records. And so that was what I was working towards my entire high school kind of pathway, right? Like those four years for me were so focused in music and through my band. And that was really what I gravitated towards the school experience. I had a lot of questions around it and it wasn't always the most impactful thing along my journey as a young person. And so when I had the opportunity to have this record deal with Sony and kind of started my career super early on, I had money in the bank and had something that I was interested and in, focused on and passionate about it kind of just forced me in that direction, you know, and it was a very natural kind of thing. I'm totally not a anti-proponent about, you know, college or any of that. I think there's different routes for everybody. But for me, this was an experience that I'm really kind of proud of to be able to find something early on as a kid that I gravitated towards and found early success in and went and pursued that direction, you know? So that for me was kind of, I guess, my most memorable experience. Probably the phone call I made to my parents to tell them that I wasn't going to USC anymore would be the most <laughs> memorable education experience that I've had. But they later on understood why I did that. And part of the reason why I've wanted to create Find Your Grind and what we're doing with our brand and our company is to really help younger people identify with those talents early on at a young age, like I was able to. Thanks for sharing that journey. I want to share my husband also didn't finish college because his first programming job was in high school. And I think at a moment where you, you said, I found my passion, but like before I even graduated from high school, why do I need to go to college to continue that if I hit my dream job already? Right. And it sounds like that's what happened to you. Yeah, it definitely did. I think once you start to see things actually happen and come to life at a young age and the ideas you have in your head start to manifest around what's possible. At least for me, you know, I always wanted to be in the biggest band in the world, just like every teenager does who's interested in music and just start to see little things start to happen, whether it was larger shows we were playing or tours that we got offered or this major record deal we had. We had a, a show on MTV at the time called MTV Laguna Beach, which was the city that I came from, which was really lucky. So just start to seeing these things kind of like what is the phrase preparation and opportunity come together to form luck? You know, that's definitely how I felt as a young person. And I think all those things, once you start to see that, you know, come to fruition in your life, it's 
it's really powerful. And I definitely, you know, want as many young people as possible to be able to feel that and see that way as well. And sometimes it's, it's hard, but yeah, it was awesome to experience that. Well, the fact that you didn't have that many memorable experiences as a student, I'm curious why you then ended up becoming interested in the world of ed tech. Do you mind sharing how you got into this industry? Absolutely. I, I like to say ed tech kind of found me. I never would have expected that I would be the founder of an ed tech company when I was 18 years old. If you would have told me that, I would have told you that there was no chance that that would be possible. But yeah, you know, it's it's funny how my world in music has really brought me into education, which is how this whole venture started. So I have a recording studio in Los Angeles, and I started to bring young kids through my studio space that just didn't have the exposure or access into the world of music. So around Los Angeles and Orange County, every single quarter, I would bring kids through my studio space and have these pretty immersive days where I would introduce them to what a career path in the music industry was like. And I kind of light bulb went off in my head at that point to go, how can I start to do this across thousands of emerging careers and industries to thousands of kids, right? There's a lot of things out there, especially over the past five to 10 years, how fast just the overall job economy and the kinds of jobs and the way culture has changed socially, economically, culturally, and just a lot of things out there that when you go ask a student what they want to be, a lot of time, it's the doctor, engineer, you know, lawyer pathway, which are fine and great careers, but you know, there's, there's thousands of things that are out there for students to be able to explore. And so I went out and filmed a lot of my friends who were working in these cool industries. So think of these little mini videos as kind of these like five minute masterclass kind of videos that talked about the day in the life of how they got started, what the first 10% of their journey was of how they got there and really just showing the day in the life of what they do in their career path. And so we filmed a ton of content over a period of about 12 months, and I really had no idea what I wanted to do with it. I just knew that I like wanted to create these stories and have people share their experiences. From there, we went and actually pitched a group called Jostens, and Jostens is a manufacturer of college rings and yearbooks in schools. And so they were looking for more innovative ways to stay relevant inside of schools. And we pitched them on this concept of the Find Your Grind tour that was going to be a speaking tour that traveled around the entire country speaking to kids about what it means to find their grind. So really helping kids think outside of the box about their potential and possibilities and, you know, what the future of the world is actually like compared to what kind of they're being taught in schools. And so we went on the road for 18 months. I lived in a tour bus with myself, my wife, and like a couple other people who just were all about this find your grind ethos and mission we were on. And thankfully I had a lot of content that we played at these tour stops and brought in a lot of amazing speakers and it was prior to us really even creating a product in the ed tech space. And I think the reason why we created this product in ed tech was because of the conversations we had with these students on campus. When you talk to thousands of kids in schools, you start to hear really quickly about the pressures and anxieties and fears that a lot of kids are under, which often comes back to not really understanding who they want to be, what careers they want to go pursue, having a pressure of having to choose whether it's a college route or whether it's straight into the workforce not really knowing how to think about those things for themselves. And so we wanted to build a product that kind of helps solve that problem. And so a lot of what Find Your Grind does is dive into, you know, self-discovery for kids, the personal, social, and emotional development side of our curriculum, in addition to exploring thousands of career possibilities through all of the content that we've created. So it's kind of like a multi-tiered product that encompasses a lot of things. It's not just career. It's not just SEL. It's a blend of kind of all of it, which I think makes us a little bit different in the space for sure. 
let's dive a little deeper into that term self-discovery. You know, when it comes to a student's learning journey, can you please define the meaning of self-discovery, whether it's going to be at a school or at home or, you know, at college? Yeah, I think self-discovery is this, you know, much more popular term over the last five years that we've experienced, especially through the popularity of social and emotional learning being a more topical you know, area for schools to be emphasizing because of what COVID has done and so on and so forth. And so I think, you know, self-discovery is honestly the most important piece to anything in learning, like having that confidence and that identity of the things you value, the interests you have, the inherent strengths you have and talents that you carry, right? Like, I think being able to learn about those things and pulling that information out of a student for them to have those aha moments of like connecting to the things that make them unique and then how those things can roll over into career possibilities throughout a lifetime, right? Like kids that are going to be changing careers every two to three years now, not the linear one career a lot of our parents had, you know, it's all about tapping into those values and those talents and those inherent kind of strengths and skill sets that we all have as people. And so I think the sooner that you can start to think about those things at a young age, the more empowering it becomes for you as an overall person to lead a kind of purpose-driven and fulfilled life, right? Around the things that you're choosing to spend your time on. So yeah, self-discovery for us is like step one on Find Your Grind. We've built out kind of dozens of these mini micro-assessments that help students learn about themselves and who they want to be and the things that do interest them. And we do that in a pretty fun, engaging way through how we've built that. But yeah, self-discovery to me is like the self-awareness game. You know, the better you know the things that you want to do versus the things that you don't want to do at an earlier age, I think the faster you're going to not get yourself in debt, the faster you're going to be able to kind of go out into the world with a step ahead versus a step behind. So that's kind of my idea around that. And now it might seem very obvious to us, but just in case to those out there, why should we invest time and energy in allowing students to practice self-discovery? You know, there's not a specific standard for this necessarily. So why should it be valued and prioritized? I think it needs to be valued and prioritized because we don't do a good enough job as a education system in the United States to prioritize how students learn about themselves. You know, I think it's been very much about catching up on learning loss and catching up on reading and making sure that we're passing kids through the system. And don't get me wrong, students need to learn how to read and need to be able to be at a certain level, right? To be able to like jump out into the world at a certain level. I'm not discrediting any of that stuff that the education system prioritizes, but I always say to myself, why isn't there an hour every single day where students can go explore these kind of things, explore these areas of like a social, emotional, personal development kind of topics, explore careers, like learn about themselves. That's that kind of, you know, lighting that natural curiosity, right? Of like why students engage in the first place is because they're interested in learning about something, which means that they're curious. And it starts with a great teacher in the classroom. And now that we're losing so many teachers in the classroom, that's going to become even harder. So how do you replace that? You replace that with innovative, engaging content in my perspective that helps align students to these areas about how they start getting excited about stuff and I think that comes with when they're naturally curious, right? And how that aligns to themselves as people. Anytime we take a personality assessment or something about ourselves, like that's the coolest stuff in the world, right? Because you're like learning about yourself. So yeah, I think it's really important, you know, but a hard conversation of like, how do you implement more of this innovative kind of content that helps students with self-discovery and these type of topics that I've been speaking about? Because it's not the first thing on school and districts lists all the time, which is understandable. 
But I think that's why we need the passionate superintendents and people who are out there to champion these new ways of learning for kids or else it's going to stay the same as it has since the 1900s. And I also think self-discovery helps highlight the why, you know, why am I here? Why am I learning this? If like you said, they're tapped into their passion, they can see that pathway and why reading and math is going to be fundamental in being successful in that specific career. Or in our case, it's coding, right? Our program, it's all about learning coding. If they see why it's important, I feel like it elevates their engagement across all of the class in subject areas. I don't know if you've seen that effect with some of the students you've worked with. It's so true. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a super valid point of, you know, why a student will understand why they're investing their time and energy into learning about something and how that pertains to themselves and pertains to topics in school that they might have not been as interested in, but now they are because they understand the value they're getting out of that as a human being. Like, yeah, I think self-discovery is that framework for all of it that can be like the external, you know, bubble wrap that surrounds all of these kinds of things, you know, I think is a really good point. I like the term bubble wrap because it <laughs> makes you feel safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now that you care about it, right, you realize why it's important. What are some ways that we can help students discover their own passions and interests? I think that there are a multitude of different ways to be doing this, but I think first and foremost, project-based learning to me has been a really awesome way to get kids into the field and tangibly feeling the experience, whether it's a specific career or a person or whatever it may be. Project-based learning inside of schools couldn't be more of a fan of, but outside of schools, even a bigger fan. So I think just embracing the project-based learning side of where education and the future of learning is going is great. I think this also starts from the parent at home not forcing one route for a student to explore, you know, college isn't for everyone. And it's especially true with the new opportunities available to Gen Z kids. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, if your child is showing an affinity towards something early on, let them explore it and not always forcing kind of the one trajectory for a student. And then lastly, I would say the self-awareness piece as we've been talking to is hugely important of kind of like, cultivating student cognition through self-discovery, which I think is super valid and important. Now, project-based learning has been a pretty broad category. I know people have been talking about it. And sometimes I feel like when you mention that word, people immediately think about a project where you build a mission while you're studying a mission history or, oh, I'm going to do a research project on whales, right? <laughs> Things like that. So can you share some examples of how you've seen project-based learning being paired with self-discovery to really allow a kid to dive into something that they might be passionate about? Yeah, I'll use an example of how we do all of our career content on Find Your Grind is we really try and humanize the experience of what a career actually means through the content we've created. And I think there's nothing more valuable than a student being able to kind of hear direct from an individual who is actually, you know, working and living the experience of whatever that student is interested in exploring, right? So like for us, the concept of mentorship and how that ties into project-based learning through just hearing the humanized version of like the day in the life of what comes with specific potential career pathways, I think has been an approach for us that we found super, super valuable. It's not just like career data on a piece of paper that talks about salaries and all of that type of stuff. I think it's much more valuable when you can kind of go out and you know, learn from experience, right? Like at the end of the day, that's what all of us do in life of how we've gotten anywhere is just learning from these experiences and hopefully having more and more experiences that bring us more knowledge and better ways to kind of pivot and understand the trajectories of our life. And so 
yeah, I think project-based learning goes into that of like humanizing the experience of education and humanizing the experience of learning outside of just pure curriculum or a book or, you know, a teacher teaching to you. So I think that's definitely where the future of learning and the future of how like students can become more empowered people you know, over time. I could even imagine interviewing an expert in the field that you're interested in, right? That alone could be an interesting project to tackle. Like, I don't know if you've done that at Find Your Grind where kids have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, instead of us doing the interviews, let's have the kids do the interviews. That's never, never a bad idea. But yeah, for sure. You know, like we were super lucky to partner with Tiger Woods with his foundation and his charity that helps a lot of students through his space in Anaheim that he's built out. It's an after learning program, but he actually has built something where he's bringing students onto the golf course to learn about these different jobs that are happening on the golf course, whether it's the media side, the social media stuff, the announcers there at the golf tournaments. So like that was a really cool way to kind of see how he's bringing more of that project-based learning stuff to life. That's great to hear. My dad is a golf enthusiast and that's how I learned golf was I caddied for him. So I'd carry his bag. I learned about handicaps and I was not a great golfer, but just playing the role as a caddy allowed me to just absorb all of that information so I could appreciate the sport more. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well your dad and I will have to go golfing. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a plan. I'll let him know. All right. All right. (laughs) Now let's look at the future. How could the practice of self-discovery impact the future of ed tech? You know, not where we are now, but like you've mentioned in the future, it's just going to get more and more necessary that kids go through this process, right? Of self-discovery. I think it's more and more about the concept of adaptability in the world that we live in today. There's a new fluidity to the nature of how we go through careers now. Like I was mentioning before, it used to be a lot more about the linear trajectory of perfect grades equals the perfect college equals the perfect job equals the perfect life, you know, was the goal. And now it's so much more about this concept of adaptability and being able to be fluid through learning new skill sets and learning new ways to bring different kinds of talents and skill sets over time. And so, yeah, ultimately that's a different world that we live in, right? Like the future of education and the future of ed tech, I feel like needs to mimic much more of where the future of the world is headed at the end of the day, whether that's a conversation around self-discovery or not. I think the more self-aware human beings are in the future, as culture changes faster and faster and technology enables new things faster and faster. Yeah. Are you going to be able to get ahead by you know, knowing the skills you have and how that can change and adapt over time, year over year into new careers. And so I think it's it's only more valuable to emphasize the importance of self-discovery for young people now as they go through school and as they get out of school, right? Like concept of kind of this lifelong learning journey, because I, I think, you know, ed tech ultimately needs to do a better job of matching the world that we live in. And unfortunately, I think sometimes where kids get left behind is not always seeing those two things match up, right? I always say sometimes it's this 19th century system in a 21st century society, and those two things ultimately don't blend well together. And where do you see Find Your Grind growing along with this future that you envision? You know, Find Your Grind has really taken a lot of steps since our speaking tour. We launched a pilot curriculum off the back of that, which was a free resource. We later then launched a paid solution in schools, which comes with, you know, a lot of its own boxes to check and things to make sure that you're abiding to in terms of 
you know, data and learning science and outcomes and efficacy of your product and all of that, that we're definitely learning over time. And so I think where we're at right now has really been a lot about making sure that we're delivering the right value through our product to the customers that are using this, which are the teachers and the students, right? Like, what are they saying about it so that we can be fast in terms of how we iterate, in terms of how we improve our product? And so I think we've done a really great job of launching something that is truly innovative in the space of how we're helping kids think about who they want to be and where they want to go. We've built this assessment called a lifestyle assessment, which gives a student a top three lifestyle at the end of it, which starts every student journey on the platform. And so we match these lifestyles. So for me, I'm a entertainer, creator, and entrepreneur. And so immediately find your gun is going to show me careers and show me mentors and people on the platform that are entrepreneurs, creators, and entertainers, you know, so we're kind of threading the ecosystem of like careers, mentors, and lifestyles together as a student begins to explore what they're interested in. And so, yeah, like building off of that, where does the future of our assessments kind of go? You know, how are we thinking about how we push content out to students in terms of the engagement around that? Like, how are we surfacing content to students in a way that they're used to engaging with content? which is typically very bite-sized to the point, fun and interactive, but then also allows us a chance to kind of pull that data and information back from students to better personalize their journey on our platform. So I think the future of where we're going is just more about engagement for students. It's more about building teacher community within our product to empower teachers to kind of share this with each other and allow them to have deeper conversations with their kids in the classroom about their interests and what inspires them and who they want to be. And so, yeah, it comes a lot down to just, I think, the innovation around the product, but then also, you know, how do we scale Find Your Grind ultimately to be the biggest curriculum-based content company in K-12? And I think there's a lot of the political will side of things that we're learning about, of like understanding how states adopt certain things and the protocols around certain kinds of content, which has been a great journey for us to kind of learn and explore more about. So just hardening up our product and making it kind of bulletproof for any questions that anyone would have around it. That's the ultimate goal and making sure we're giving the biggest impact back to students through it. So that's the goal. That's an awesome goal to have. And I like how you're already planning fluidity in your growth. Just like you mentioned, there's fluidity now in a person's career path. You got to reflect that, right? Totally. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in fostering self-discovery with their students or kids at home? Where can they start? We sort of reviewed some strategies, but I could only imagine it feels intimidating, right? For a teacher who has all of these objectives that they have to hit. What's one thing that they can start with? I think a lot of this comes down to the parents at home and the confidence that they instill in their kids to be able to be these self-aware, confident, fulfilled individuals. And I think Maybe a piece of advice that I would have is building up the confidence within your kid to be able to have that person ask the questions, right? Like ask the questions of people and not be scared to make the mistakes and not be scared to, to fail or to feel like they're asking the wrong questions, you know, and like having the ability to externally learn outside of school. You know, it's so easy today with like gaming and what the pandemic has done to create this kind of, say, insular more protected nature, right? For every single human being. And so I think just to help build that confidence with your own kids in the home, I think is really where it begins, even outside of schools, to allow that student to feel like 
they can have conversations and ask questions and not be afraid to be looked at like they're asking something wrong. And I think that's the best way that these young people can learn, you know? So hopefully that makes sense. Oh, it does. And that was the thing I valued a lot from my parents is that they kept instilling in me this belief that, hey, it doesn't hurt to ask. And from teachers I really admire, they say, there are no bad questions. For sure. Like we love questions because it helps you learn. Yeah. I was the student that felt like every question I asked was bad. (laughs) A a bit of that, but I never really liked speaking up in school anyways. I was definitely more of the, the introvert when it came to you know, anything in the classroom. So so I understand like how a lot of those kids probably feel. Yeah, I agree. We've been trying to do that with our three-year-old too. And boy, has she been asking questions. (laughs) Nice. We have a three-year-old at home as well. So I'm sure we could relate to a lot of things going on right now. (laughs) That's right. Now, speaking of young kids, what advice would you give to your younger self? And you can choose who that younger self is, whether that's the person in high school or someone who's in the music industry already. What advice would you give to that person? Yeah, I I would say for me, it's about enjoying the process more. Like I wish as a young person, I was like into the process more instead of focusing so much on the destination, like really enjoying the journey of what was happening and kind of unfolding in my life. I think it's important to know where your destination is ultimately and all facets of your life from health to family to financial goals to all of it. It's important to know those outcomes and those goals you want to have for yourself as a person. But I've always kind of gotten lost in the destination and have kind of faltered when it comes to like soaking up all the things along the journey. An example for me in music was, you know, I had a record deal super early on and a publishing deal with my band. And I had no idea what publishing even was or like what my record deal was that I was even signing and was just into the coolness of it all and kind of lost my path of just getting caught up in being an 18 year old kid and all the things that happen in the music industry and, and traveling and not being in school and all that kind of caught up to me to where I, I lost all that ultimately when I was 21. And I think if I would have had more of a grip of the process and understanding of the business and like, you know, going deeper in the areas that I loved, I think that would have been really helpful for me not to get so caught up in thinking that everything wasn't wasn't perfect or that like I wasn't hitting all these big goals and whatnot because it wasn't this final destination outcome of being this like biggest band in the world that was touring 12 months out of the year and selling a hundred million records. Like, you know, if I would enjoyed more of that journey and that process and learning the things along the way that could have helped me a a lot. Right. It's the journey, not just the destination. For sure. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being part of our podcast, Nick. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to talk education. I still can't believe it. Here we are talking about schools and education again. (laughs) That's right. I mean, that's where I live and breathe. And now that's that's where you live and breathe too. For sure. I can't be more (laughs) proud of it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to EdTech Adventures. Please subscribe to catch more of our episodes and leave a review to support the show. For more resources and info, visit us at codecombat.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Chang. We'll see you on our next learning adventure.